It's derby time. Come on, tell your friends. We'll go to many distant lands. With Dan the coach and Jackie the skater, the fun will never end. It's derby time. Welcome to the Power Through the Fourth Whistle Roller Derby Podcast. This is Jackie Bauer. Thank you for joining me today on the path to becoming better athletes, teammates, leaders, and human beings. Welcome back, friends. Welcome back, team. Welcome to what I hope is going to be a very fun and lighthearted episode of Power Through the Fourth Whistle. Today, I'm going to be talking a lot about a video game called Animal Crossing's New Horizons. Now, Jackie, what are you doing here? You've been talking about basketball for weeks, and now you want to talk about a video game? Just, just stay with me. The reason I want to talk about this video game is because I think it's been a fascinating study of people to watch people play this game and see the different struggles that they go through, the different challenges that they endure. And it kind of says a lot about their personalities and about how they relate to each other. And when I think about differing personality types and differing focuses, it often takes me back to a team different types of people on a team, what makes them tick, what gets them excited, what are the things they get super into, and how those things meld together. This game also makes you think a lot about relationships, maintaining relationships with each other. And in this way, it relates to a different episode that we have done in the past, which was the reasons why people leave your league. In this environment where we are so much more concerned than ever before with making sure our league is a welcoming place, an inclusive place, I really am thinking a lot about how we start and maintain good relationships with each other so that people don't leave your league, so that people don't leave your island. And that's why talking about Animal Crossing today. How I came across Animal Crossing was actually Coach Dan's fault. I don't know if he regrets it or not now, but I remember he just leaned over one night and he showed me something on his tablet and he said, this looks like a game you would like. And immediately I saw all the bright colors and the animal characters and it just looked like fun. It just looked like a, a relaxing, fun video game. No one's trying to kill you. <laughs> uh, it, it just seemed like lighthearted, good times. And so I kind of kept an eye on it and saw all the other people playing the game. And more and more, I knew I really need this game in my life. I think I would enjoy this so much. And it took a while to get to start playing. I didn't get to start playing until like end of June, early July. But the cool thing about that was... That meant I got to watch everybody else go through some stuff and it let me know 
what pitfalls could be in store for me based on my personality and what to avoid. Specifically, perfectionism. We have done multiple episodes on the topic of perfectionism. And I'll just tell you up front, if you are a very strict perfectionist, this game might break you. I have seen some stuff. I have seen people just lose it over this game and just start their whole island over, which is ridiculous, or flatten their whole island because they hate what they did to it, because a path that was like one wide and two wide and three wide, like just wasn't lining up and symmetry and ah. And so I I just need to talk about all these things. But before I can really go into it, I think I need to tell you more about the game for those of you who don't already play or don't have a friend or family member who is completely obsessed with this game. The premise of Animal Crossing is building a community with animal residents. They are really cute. They are um, AI non-playable characters, but they all have their own little personalities, their own little quirks, and their own little outfits, which are so fun. And they have their own little houses. And so you're building a community with these animals. And in New Horizons, It's on an island, which is really cool because you get to start it over from scratch. The premise is that you are being given an opportunity to start this island and live on this island. And you just start with like two other animal companions who are going to live there with you. And then Mr. Tom Nook and his sons, Timmy and Tommy, the Tanookis, they're going to help you out. They kind of point you along the way, help you get started with tools and home loans, and just a bunch of direction so you can figure out how to do this island thing. And then ultimately, you want to get your island nice enough and have enough animals living there so that K.K. Slider, this super cute dog, will come and do a concert on your island. And that's how you quote unquote win the game. But this isn't really a game that you beat and then stop playing. This is a game you kind of live because it's a life simulator. So you kind of want to check in pretty much daily because things change every day and it keeps things like really new and fresh. Now, most gamers who play this game go through most of the same motions to get to that initial goal of having that doggy concert on your island. And then where you go after that is completely up to you. And I think it just says a lot about who you are personality-wise based on like what you focus on. So the first thing you could focus on is collecting. One of the elements of this game is that you can go fishing, you can catch butterflies and other types of bugs in your butterfly net, you can swim in the water and find creatures when you go diving, you dig up fossils and you also meet this weird fox who will sell you sometimes real and sometimes fake artwork. And all of these things can be taken to your museum. And your museum starts out pretty empty, lots of bare space in there, but it's a beautiful building. And all you can think of is, oh, how amazing is my museum going to be once I find all this stuff? 
and some of the bugs and fish might only be available certain times of the year or certain times of day or when it is raining. So it makes them kind of more rare and challenging to find. So one of the things you can get super into is just collecting all of this stuff and knowing that you have all of this stuff. Some people take it a little bit further with their collecting and maybe start collecting all the different types of umbrellas that you can find in the game or all the different pinball machines that you can get in the game. Or sometimes they'll collect types of villagers. Maybe they want an all cat island or an all koala island. And since there are almost 400 characters, this is actually a possible thing to do. Another thing you can really focus on in this game is making money. And more money means you can do more stuff. You can get more extravagant items from the shop. You can visit more deserted islands to possibly find other desirable villagers to come live on your island. There's so much you can do with more money. And some people get super into making it. And I don't even know how they would spend it all because they focus on the stock market. That's S-T-A-L-K, and it's turnips. You've probably heard people talking about turnips. You can buy turnips until noon on Sunday mornings, and then you have to sell them before the end of the week because the next Sunday they'll get spoiled, and then they won't be worth anything and you'll lose your investment. And hopefully you can buy low and sell high. And some people make so much bank in this game by just focusing on the turnips. <laughs> so that's another element where you can just go all money all the time. Now, while those first two, I think were kind of driver or analytical types of personalities, the next two, I think it's a little bit more creative and empathetic. Uh, the creative element is design. You can do almost whatever you want with your island once you have unlocked the ability to terraform that is uh, building cliffs and waterscaping and things because then you can take the building blocks of your island that you were originally given and kind of change them into something new and and fix some things that you think will help you realize your vision and some people spend so much time on this this is where the perfectionism really comes in and rears its ugly head sometimes because it can be really frustrating sometimes if you're trying to terraform and you hit the wrong button and something goes bad. Or for some people who really, really need serious symmetry in their lives, if a bridge has a two wide path and then a building or a house has a one or three wide path and you just can't seem to make the path look right, it could tilt you. I have seen people get so seriously tilted by this and I, I sympathize and I empathize because I think there was a point in my life where perfectionism would have really been hard for me in this game. But uh, the thing with this game is you will never find perfectionism, much like with life. Life isn't perfect. Your island isn't going to be perfect. At some point, if you are struggling with this 
and you struggle with perfectionism in your life, you have to realize like it's sucking away your happiness. If you can no longer have fun playing this game because you are getting drowned in the sorrow of a two wide path versus a three wide path, then you need to take a break from playing this game and kind of figure out your priorities. How this relates to Derby in my mind is that uh, these personality types often in your league will get really focused on the tiny details. And by getting stuck in the minutia, they kind of lose their way of the main goal. Because the main goal of Animal Crossing is to have fun on your island. And if you are so deep into your path making skills, you're not going to have fun. And it's the same in roller derby. If your goal is to put on great games where people will come and make it a welcoming, inclusive place for everybody, if you are super focused with where a certain table is during bout setup, you're going to start losing it. <laughs> you're going to start losing it if you get focused on table location, what your tickets look like. Uh, there's a lot of things you can get just really stuck on. The other challenging part of this perfectionist tendency is that because of the way we live now, where so much of our lives are online more than ever, when you're playing this game, you can't help but check out other islands online. You'll see pictures of them on Pinterest, you'll see videos on YouTube, and there's a social element of this game where you can visit other islands of your friends. Recently, the game added another update, which I think is both good and bad. It's good because it lets you see even more islands. It's bad because of the effect it has on the psyche of some folks. Because it's a dream simulation. Your character can go to sleep and visit someone else's island. And the nice thing about this is you don't have to worry about traffic <laughs> because sometimes in and out of the airport can be a thing and you get to explore as many other islands as you want if you have the code but the people who are putting their codes out there for the world to see like go visit my island these folks have put in hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of hours into their islands and they are amazingly creative and just extraordinary so when you walk around someone else's island that is just like leagues beyond yours in terms of just all the little detail work, it looks like every square of the island has some sort of design element to it, whether it's a, a prop or a special pathway or a, a custom whatever. And you're just like, why didn't I think of having this type of cafe? Why didn't I think of building an arcade? Why didn't I make a mermaid hair salon? I have no idea. And once you see that, it goes back to something that I've said on the podcast before. Comparison is the thief of joy. And sometimes we, when you see someone else has something that you don't have, something you perceive as better than what you have, it kills your joy for the thing you do have. It makes you, it leaves you wanting and it brings in the sads 
And I've seen so many people just immediately after that update say, I I went on a dream trip and I saw other islands and now I hate my island and I'm starting the whole thing over. And it, oh, my my heart, it it hurts my heart. It makes my heart crack to see these reactions because this game should be fun and about expressing yourself, not copying what someone else has, not thinking less of yourself because somebody else put a bunch of time into their stuff. Now, I do know about myself that this sort of thing could tilt me too. I haven't actually gone on a dream trip yet. I plan to go on some soon because there's a couple roller derby islands I want to check out. But in the meantime, I'm kind of just focusing on me and what I'm doing and how I am regulating myself to make sure I don't get jelly or I don't get overwhelmed by what other people have done is I will look to others for inspiration, but not let it go too far. I have like watched a few YouTube videos to find out how to do something I want to do. And yeah, they might have a whole lot of stuff going on on their island, but I just tell myself, well, I kind of like this little element of how they put a bag of marshmallows at their campsite. I'm going to do that. And I'm going to use a couple of these ideas, but I'm not going to use all these ideas. I am definitely not taking anyone else's stuff because I really like making things my own. I like figuring out how to do things and then changing them so that they can be a little bit more me. And you know what? My stuff's not going to be perfect. I uh, worked on making an entrance for my island the other night, a more grand entrance than what I had. And what I learned was, gosh, this is actually harder than I thought. And you know what? This is fine. <laughs> I got to a certain point with it and I just said, ah, I'm happy with my progress today. And I walked away. I know that would be really hard for some people because you would want to have the whole thing completely done. And you would think everything has to be perfect before people come over. And that's another thing I've seen a lot is I've been invited over to other people's islands because they have an abundance of things that they need to give away. And I hear the same thing all the time, which is the place is a mess. Please don't judge me. Or I'm redoing something right now. Please don't judge me. Why are we so quick to think everyone wants to judge us based on our Animal Crossing New Horizons Island? I never go to someone else's island and think, huh, there's a weed here. <laughs> I... I've always been impressed with everything I have seen because everything that has changed from when the island started was something you did. And everywhere I look, I see work that you did. And I also see everyone is always a work in progress on their island. Everything is always in progress. It's not done yet. It's not done yet. Well, here's the beauty of it. Life isn't done yet either. I'm not done yet. You're not done yet. All of us are works in progress. All of our homes are works in progress. There are, we don't have to worry about things not being done yet to enjoy what we have while we have it. This whole waiting to be happy thing, it needs to stop. It really needs to stop. Waiting until something is done before people can enjoy it, before you can enjoy it. Waiting until the pandemic is over before you can live your life. No, we're going to live our lives now. We're just going to live them differently than before. And that's fine. 
I've, I've been rambling quite a bit. And a big thing I want to talk about today is relationships. And I'm really going to do a deep dive into that after this break. Roller Derby Athletics provides high-level coaching to derby athletes worldwide. They've been the leaders in home-based roller derby cross-training for over seven years. They offer team training plans to support your league. RDA wants to help teams keep working together toward their goals. Membership is now open year-round, so you have access whenever you need it. You can sign up for the Essential Plan, which is great if you prefer to do workout plans on your own, at your own pace. You can choose from a huge library of derby-specific workouts. If you get stuck, there are instructional videos that can help you understand understand the exact moves you need to get maximum results. There's also the MVP plan, which is perfect for the derby athlete who enjoys additional coaching. This plan is personalized to your needs and can help you reach your goals a lot quicker with the help of RDA's Skater Success Coaches. You can follow the workout calendar and drag and drop it to fit your schedule and get access to all the boot camps and group fitness challenges for free. My favorite group challenge is Suns Out, Funs Out because that one helped me get to my first pull-up ever. And I love that the workouts don't take up a ton of your time. They're short and effective. Roller Derby Athletics offers a ton of derby-specific workouts that will help you to be stronger and faster on the track. And it's all provided to you in the palm of your hand in an easy-to-use app. RDA wants to keep everyone safe, strong, and unstoppable. Get started on your fitness journey today. Visit rollerderbyathletics.com plans to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Bout Betty's, the only roller derby subscription service in the world. They offer a range of levels, so you're sure to find a pack that fits in your budget. So whether you're wanting derby enamel pins, comfy athleisure clothes, or sturdy workout apparel, they have you covered. As for me, I super love the apparel. You may have noticed how often I wear it when I make videos for our Facebook page. The leggings, shorts, and sports bras are amazing. The material is ridiculously silky, smooth, and soft. The first time I pulled on my leggings, I could not stop touching my legs and asking friends to touch my legs so they could feel the magic that is this material. And it's so darn cute. There's mermaids, dinosaurs, cats, and many fun new designs coming your way. Whether you're the track, skate park, gym, or grocery store, you will turn heads and bring joy to those you meet. They offer sizes small through 3X and leggings are bout tested and derby durable. Subscribe today using our podcast promo code POWER10 for 10% off your first pack at boutbetties.com. It's like derby Christmas every single month and yes, they do ship internationally. During the break, I just saw something funny I'm going to share with you. Here's a joke you can share with some kids in your life. What do you call a lost wolf? A werewolf. Ah. <laughs> I don't know why that. Oh, it's not as funny as I think it is, but it's pretty funny. <laughs> Before I jump into the relationship section, I want to say something else about uh, generally about this video game. I've heard it said, and I actually agree with quite a bit, that Animal Crossing New Horizons might be, it might be one of the most important video games of all time because of the timing of when it came out. It was released on March 20th, right along, along the time that everything was shutting down in the States and a lot of other places, and people were quarantining inside. And 
when in, in a time of uncertainty, where there are a lot of things out of your control, and you are kind of grasping for control in your life, this game gives you so much control. You get to choose where your house is and what it looks like and what you put in it. You get to choose where your villagers live and to some extent who they are. And you get to choose when other players of the game get to come visit your island and how long they can stay. And also you get some financial control too. Sometimes it's really hard to figure out the finance situation in the real world. There are a lot of factors that all of us have to deal with on the day-to-day. And it's generally pretty easy to come by money in this game. All you have to do is put in a little bit of time shaking some trees, selling some fruit, some creatures, messing around with your turnips, and you can get by just fine in this game. You can usually afford most things that you want easily and then more extravagant things as you put in more time. And being able to personally pay for things like bridges and inclines and paying off your home loan, your home loan that doesn't have interest. I get a little buzz every time I get to pay off my home loan. Now, of course, Mr. Nook always loans me more money to add another room to my house. And that's pretty hard to turn down as your storage fills up quickly. (laughs) But You get to successfully do these things. You get to adult real good in this game while you look like a child and run around with a butterfly net. And it's lovely. It's just lovely. So let's talk about relationships. In the real world and in this game, relationships are transactional. It's like a I've heard it called a friendship bank before, and I completely agree with this. Like you can make deposits and you can make withdrawals and it has to be moving back and forth for the friendship to continue. Now in this game, there are two animals who will live on the island with you from the beginning and then others will move in as you go. And they might be ones that just showed up one day and you didn't have any control over it, or maybe you met them on a deserted island somewhere else, or they came to camp at your campsite and you invited them to stay. And that's how your island fills up. And how you interact with these characters determines your level of friendship with them and how things progress. And what's really fun about this is all the characters have personalities, quirks, favorite colors, and styles And you kind of figure these things out over the course of the game. Now, if you can't tell, this is what I focus on the most. This is my favorite part of the game, is getting to know these animal villagers that live on my island and talking to them and bringing them gifts every day because I like to figure out what they're about and spend time picking out a great thing to bring them, whether I bought it at the shop or maybe I made it for them and I bring it to them and they are so excited that I know them so well that I found the thing that they wanted. If it's a clothing item, they put it on right away. And oh my gosh, if it's a little hat, my heart can't take it. It's so cute. Mm. So there are a lot of daily tasks you can do in this game. 
But the most important one for me is I need to connect with everyone who lives on my island and bring them something to let them know I was thinking of them that day. And as a result, our friendship will progress. Now, these villagers aren't going to live on your island forever. Just like in life, they will come and they will go. They will live on your island for a while. And then one day they're going to have a thought bubble above their head and they're going to tell you they've been thinking about moving to another island. And what you do here is very important because you can A, try to talk them into staying and hanging out with you longer, or B, you can tell them you understand and it's okay if they need to go. This is so emotional to me. I've had two villagers move out so far and both times I've been kind of a wreck about it because I keep thinking, could I have done better? Could I have been nicer to them? Maybe I didn't interact with them enough. Now you're probably thinking, Jackie, it's just a game. They're not real. Come on now. But I can't help but see parallels with this and with real life, specifically with your league. There's probably only room for so many people in your league. People come and go all the time. And could you have done something that would have made their experience better? Now in the video game, you can also help villagers come to the conclusion that they want to leave by doing things like ignoring them, not talking to them for days and days and days. You could push them around physically. You can hit them with your butterfly net. I even saw a YouTuber, Jacksepticeye, fence in his monkey, Sherry, with a barbed wire fence so that she could not leave her little yard. And it made me feel some feelings. I love Jacksepticeye, but I was like, you are being mean to that monkey. It makes me think about roller derby and the people who get pushed out of roller derby, get pushed out of your league, out of your team, people who didn't feel welcome, people who didn't feel included. I remember a time early on in roller derby where someone was not happy about being in the league, not happy about things that were going on in the league, a skater, and people seemed more than happy to see her go. They didn't encourage her to stay. They kind of ignored her. They ignored her kind of flamey forum posts and just hoped that she would go away. And she did. She did. If you don't want this person in your league, you're happy to see them go. Because at that time in roller derby, early on in roller derby, like a decade ago, it seemed like skaters were easy to come by. People were still super interested in the sport from the movie Whip It, and people came and went all the time. So if someone who was a little bit harder to work with left, you were like, fine, bye, see ya. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. Who's the new person I can work with? People were treated as expendable, I think, in my early days of roller derby. And that's not the case anymore. That can't be the case anymore. I think recruitment is harder now than it ever has been. I believe it's very hard to attract and retain new athletes to this sport. It is very hard. Recruitment is a challenge, especially if you are in a smaller town. It can be really hard to find new people to be interested. So in my opinion, 
working hard on the relationships you have, working hard on the membership you have has to be vital because that's actually the best way to recruit is by already having a happy, healthy, thriving organization, already having people who look forward to being there, people who can't wait to see you at practice, people who are excited about going to the random fundraising event that you guys are doing on a certain weekend, the enthusiastic people who feel valued, feeling valued and like you're a valuable part of the league is so important to attracting new people because that's more important than any sign you put up, any flyer you hand out, any social media post. It's like word of mouth. It's person-to-person interactions. It's a skater from your organization saying, hey, my team is amazing and I would love for you to come be a part of it because I love being there so much and I can't stop talking about how much I love being there. That's how you do it. It's about relationships. And relationships means checking in with people. It means being aware of people. It means noticing things, noticing little things like remembering birthdays. This is a small thing you could do in your league to make someone feel special. It's so small, but it could be so important. Remembering when someone has a surgery coming up or helping them out after an injury by bringing some food or some comfort in some way. It might seem like I'm getting real deep off of this Animal Crossing game, but I think it's actually just a nice way to remember these little things that you can do to build relationships with others. For example, I work from home and I used to get all of my socialization from going to practice, from hanging out with my teammates. And that's where I would have these little social interactions where we talked about nothing. We talked about something random that had happened in my day, something my cat did. But it meant so much because these little interactions added up over time and it added up our relationship. These little transactions in the friendship bank leveled up our friendships over time. Now, you can abuse these transactions if you withdraw all the time and you only talk about yourself and your problems and you don't ask about others and ask to listen to their problems. But you kind of figure that stuff out if you're a giver or a taker or if you can be mutually beneficial to each other. If your roller derby league takes and takes and takes from its members and doesn't give, give that reward of connection, of fulfillment, then those people are going to be out. Those people are going to leave. They're going to leave your island. And they might tell you they're leaving. They They might have a tearful goodbye, or they might not. They might just be out one day. So realizing how social interaction has changed and how little face-to-face interaction I get with people these days, I'm trying to be more aware of what can I do to maintain my existing relationships better? I've noticed that I've had a lot more phone calls with friends and family members than I used to. I don't super love talking on the phone. I'd rather be with you in person, but that's not always an option right now. That's not always possible. So I spend more time talking to my sisters and my parents, which is really nice. And I've been trying to send text messages to my teammates more just to let them know I'm thinking of them. 
just to let them know I care that I'm here if you need me. I'm here if you want to talk. Send them something funny to make them laugh. Just these little things you can do to keep it going because it makes them feel good and it makes you feel good to do it. I I give gifts in this Animal Crossing game to my villagers. I'll go give my bird a hat and she'll put it on and she'll be so happy. But I think I'm the one who's actually benefiting from the interaction because I'm so happy seeing her happiness and wearing this cute hat. <laughs> so it just reminds you how how good it is to give. And in real life, we don't always have the finances to give gifts. And so I'm trying to think more about things I can do, things I can do or say that would be really valuable to someone else and make them feel loved and included in my life and in my team and in my league, make them feel like they're a part of what's going on. And Animal Crossing isn't just about the relationships between you and the people who live, well, the people, the animals who live on your island. It's also a way to connect to other people, other people who play the game. Sadly, no one on my team plays New Horizons, so I haven't been able to have the benefit of a team that plays, but I actually asked around uh, in our, our Patreon group, our Discord group, what the benefits to others have been. And it was nice to hear that this game has been a good way of keeping in touch with teammates for some people and that it helped like create and maintain their community because there are things you can do for others in this game that really help them out. Like if you have a good price on turnips, you can invite some folks over and they can sell at your shop and they'll remember you next time they have a good turnip price. In this game, if you water your flowers, it has like a, I don't know, some percentage chance of creating a hybrid plant that you're trying to do. But if a visitor comes and waters your flowers, it's a much higher chance that what you're trying to get to happen, like growing a black rose, it's a lot more likely to happen. <laughs> um, you can also, if you know one of your villagers is moving out, you can kind of ask around and say, hey, I've got this great villager here. I have loved hanging out with this villager for so many weeks. I want my villager to go to a good home. Does anyone want to come meet this villager and talk them into coming onto your island and living there? And so in this way, you can kind of trade and foster each other's villagers. And then you feel like they don't get lost in the void of the video game. They might main, like, I think they retain the items of clothing and furniture you've given them too. So it's it's nice because like your villager is going to another place and you can still go visit them, which is so oh, wholesome and heartwarming. So I love that this has allowed people to kind of keep maintaining their relationships with each other because they are exchanging things all the time. So while my own teammates aren't playing this game, I've actually reconnected with a few former teammates and we are trading information and goods to each other. Uh, a friend I had in college I've reconnected with after so many years because of fruit and mermaid furniture and things. And it's so nice to be able to 
do nice things for her. And we talked about how fun it is to have like pretend pets in the game because I have like a little dog house and I have a cat tower and I customized a cushion so that it looks like a cat is in it. I've got a little pet food bowl next to it. And she sent me a hamster cage that has a hamster in it. And it's like, oh, I love it so much. And, you know, it was just her being thoughtful because of a conversation we've had. And I, I love that this game encourages ways to be thoughtful, encourages thinking of other people, encourages community. Like the whole idea that if you water someone else's flowers, it helps them so much more than if they do it themselves. It promotes you asking for help. And I'm someone who is so tunnel vision and I I will wait as long as possible for asking for help. Asking for help is so hard for me. I love that this game lets me practice that. I love that this game lets me work on that skill because I think it's a skill. I think it's a skill and if you don't do it often, it's very, very hard. It makes it easier by doing it over these little things, these little things that are so easy to do for each other. I'm not asking someone to drive all the way out to my house and water my plants. I'm asking them to spend five minutes hopping on a digital airplane to do, you know? So it's, it's nice. It's really nice. And so these are all the thoughts I've been thinking lately about relationships and about perfectionism and expectations versus reality. So here are the takeaways I hope you will remember from this episode. The first and most important in my mind is taking care of your league, taking care of the people in your league and making them feel valued, making your practice time, your bout time, your events, things that people will look forward to to attending, making the relationships you have stronger over time and special so that people will want to stay in your organization and maybe keep giving even after they've retired from skating. We want memories of roller derby to be happy memories. If they're not, they might leave your island and go to another team where they can have the memories and the experiences that they want to encounter. Make your island, make your league a welcoming place, an inclusive place where people can really enjoy themselves and get what they want out of roller derby as much as possible because it's such a wonderful experience, a fulfilling experience that I want as many people as possible to be able to have. And the other takeaway is... Don't let your perfectionism stop you from having a good time. It's okay to make mistakes. It's okay if those flowers go in a different place than you originally planned. It's okay if the pathway isn't perfect. Does it go where you want to go? Does it go where you want to go effectively? Can everyone use it? Sounds like a good path to me. (laughs) Anyway, I want to thank everyone in the Derby Crossing Facebook group who has helped me out on occasion, and I am excited to be opening up my island very soon in the future to be sharing my abundance of goods that I've started collecting. It's really fun to have these online relationships with 
people I've never met, but I'm getting to know through their island design and through their interactions on Facebook. And it's been pretty fun. So thank you. Shout out to all you wonderful folks. And I have some thank yous for social media shares this week. Thank you to Grand Raggedy Roller Derby, D4 Designs, Reckless Rose, Jason, John, Hulkstra, Cindy Martin, Heather Brockman, Pucker Punch, Lindsay, Roller Derby Impact, and Derby Dolls. You all crushed it this week with uh, sharing things, so thank you so much. I really appreciate you. And I want to thank my patrons on Patreon, especially my top tier patrons, Sheila Stryker, Bye Felicia, Stevie Kicks, Rachel White, Tara Wiebenson, and the training team at Charlotte Roller Derby. Thank you to Christopher, who shopped in the Threadless store this week and got Sloth Roller Derby. That's one of my favorite designs. Thank you to Genergy, our transcriber, for making the episodes more accessible to more people. You do a wonderful job. And thank you to Doula for leaving a review on Apple Podcasts this week. Thank you so much. You have no idea how much it means to me when someone leaves a review. It's hard to actually get direct feedback on the podcast sometimes, and this is a good way where I I get to hear about it and other people do too. So it lets more people find the podcast, which is so wonderful. And as always, thank you to our sponsors, Roller Derby Athletics and Bout Betty's. They are putting out good content right now, trying to help other people. And I really appreciate them. And I like having them as sponsors for this podcast. Thank you again so much for listening to another interesting episode of this podcast. And thank you to Flux and Kitty Skittles for talking to me about Animal Crossing this week. I'm super looking forward to my KK Slider concert today on Saturday when I'm recording this and the fireworks on Sunday night, which are so lovely. I love them so much. We have been talking about Animal Crossing and sharing relationship thoughts. Pew, pew! Thank you for listening to another episode of Power Through the Fourth Whistle Roller Derby Podcast. I really hope those laser beams of positivity will carry through your day. If you'd like to get in touch, you can find us on Facebook or on Instagram or Twitter at Power Fourth Whistle. That's P-O-W-E-R, the number four, T-H-W-H-I-S-T-L-E. You can find fun videos of On and Off Skates training at our YouTube channel, Facebook page, and Instagram. You could also support the podcast on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month. The benefits of becoming a patron include fun stuff I can send you, like stickers, buttons, or shirts from our Threadless store. You can get access to our Discord server, bonus content, and free giveaways. Plus, patrons now have access to an ad-free version of the podcast that will download to your favorite podcast app each week, and everyone can access our transcribed episodes at patreon.com slash powerforthwhistle. If you like the content we provide and want to support us on this journey, please consider becoming a patron. If you want to expand your derby wardrobe, of course, another way to support the podcast is visiting our store at powerforthwhistle.threadless.com, where you can get our designs on just about any type of apparel or accessory you can dream up. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast anywhere you can. Leaving reviews 
is still the best way to help this podcast be found and spread those laser beams of positivity to more humans. Plus, it's a way you can give back that is completely free. Open up your Apple Podcast app, punch those stars, and leave me a pew pew!